0: I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you.
1: The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for some headlines.
2: Welcome back to Tech Talk on Double T97.3. Double T97.3.com. Happy Thursday to you, Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman, behind the glass. Keep hitting us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, all that welcome there. Uh, we'll start with what we have on the airwaves tonight. After we're done, it is the final Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin of the season. They are putting a bookend to that tonight, live from Rudy's. You can hear it here on Double t 973 or go to Rudy's and get some barbecue and put in a question that you may want to ask Coach McCaslin. Of course, they'll face Cincinnati at home on Saturday, so they'll break down that game uh, plenty. 6 o'clock over on the score, NBA action, Lakers at celtics for texas tech men's golf they rounded out the southwestern invitational Uh, in six the tie for six with colorado they ultimately shot seven under par they did get a great finish individually from tyron sanders uh, who had scores of 66 68 and 69 in the final round to finish at 10 under par so a great finish there individually for Snyder's. Also had Vicente Marzilio finish with a tie for 17th. Callum Scott tied for 29th. As you go down that list, uh, Big 12 last night had two games. Baylor went on the road and I would say label it a much needed win for the Bears. They won 77 to 69 at UCF and. Again, on the road anywhere, easier said than done, but the Bears do get it done. They're against the Knights. Baylor now 4-3 and three in Big 12 play. UCF, another team that sits at 3-5. and five. Of course, your opponent on Saturday was on the losing end on the road against West Virginia. The Mountaineers win 69-65. to You want to talk about a tale of two halves. Uh, West Virginia only able to scrounge up 23 points in the first half. Second half got it going and scored 46 and battled there late to take a a late lead on a three-pointer and kept it and won. Sad news in the college baseball world today. Uh, One of the best, if not the best to ever do it, Mike Martin passes away uh, at age 79. He was uh, battling for three years with a diagnosis uh, of dementia. Uh, Of course, all-time... Uh, wins leader for baseball 40 seasons uh for Florida State and just all the accolades that you could want in a coach also seemed like an all-time likable oh, coach 100%. Um, didn't hear very many if, if at all any negative things about Martin except for maybe how many times he might have beat you yeah um but there's sad news there in the college baseball world
3: yeah and Texas Tech connections to that that um you know Tech ended his career and mm-hmm. uh, he, yeah, I think he may ended up making twenty something trips to Omaha. Now it's the most without ever having won one. Yeah, uh, which is an un, maybe the only little blip on his his uh, his career. But uh, yeah, the winningest coach of all time, and that's probably the the simplest way to describe him. But mm-hmm. a great guy, super, just folksy and country. Pe- people here would love would have loved to have you know, heard from him and just, you know, on a daily basis, that sort of thing. I think when he went into hospice a couple of weeks ago, Clint, you and I talked about it, um, about that news, because I I think the story I told you was that he would refer to coach Tadlock who he really liked. He Mm -hmm. would refer to him as Texas Tim, you know, when he, (laughs) when coach Martin and I would talk about college baseball stuff or hall of fame stuff, I did an oral history with him right before he got sick. He, uh, and he would say, "You tell Texas Tim I said hi." You know, so just and that—that's exactly who mm-hmm. he was. I, I'm sure he got mad at somebody at some point, but in my dealings with him, and he even gave me a ride after our oral history back to the hotel in Tallahassee. And that's just who he was—a a lot like Larry Hayes for the people around here that knew Coach Hayes. But pro, but Coach Coach Martin probably had a bigger personality.
2: Yeah. Uh, Gus, yesterday. We talked about if you were in the the camp of wanting some sort of change and Dan Quinn not being hired by the Seahawks, you were probably uh, just not very happy with yesterday. Well, today you might be throwing a party if you're in that camp. Dan Quinn hired by the commanders. So you'll see him in the division. He'll be the one who ends up replacing Ron Rivera. Uh, Washington had also interviewed Mike McDonald, who accepted – that Seahawks job. They also were in talks with Lions defensive coordinator Aaron Glenn, Ravens associate head coach Anthony Weaver, Texans offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick. Uh, they also had talked with Eric Biennemi, who was there as the offensive coordinator. And enemy another little side story, gets passed over again for a head coaching job. But uh, if you wanted just some sort of change on the staff, you end up getting it as Quinn goes over to the commanders.
3: Let's be honest, record don't lie. Remember with Quinn, 28
2: to 3. <laughs> the 28 to 3 thing is interesting because yeah, it, it's it, it gets stale there at the end and that's why he just, you know, was not the Falcons head coach there anymore. But that year was fantastic for the Falcons oh, yeah. and the fact that, you know, you even get there to the Super Bowl now, we don't remember how good they were that season. We just remember the twenty-eight to three, and you couldn't get it done. Tom Brady gets another trophy, and Julian Edelman, Edelman has a uh, that catch, has an incredible catch, and yeah. So we'll see. Um, I thought the Commanders was the worst opening to go to, uh, maybe outside of the Panthers. I don't think it was all that far off though. Between the two, uh, we'll see how it works out though. But Quinn goes to the Commanders. And one more for you. Former Red Raider teammates for Red Raider Baseball. Got some pretty good news on an annual list. As Jace Young and Chase Hampton are both ranked uh, for the top 100 prospects list for ESPN. Jace Young comes in at number 62. Chase Hampton tabbed at 81.
3: Yeah, both those guys go into big league camp and... uh you know, should be in a great position to, uh, make big league debuts this year. And I'm not saying break camp on the big league roster, maybe, hopefully mm-hmm. if they have a good spring, but both those guys will probably be headed to, uh, um, triple a this year and just be a step away. Another one that you're not going to show up on prospect lists like that, but who also will be in a big league camp and likely play in triple a Albuquerque Braxton Fulford, former catcher here, of course, a Monterey kid, um, the yeah, others, uh, yeah, but that, that is really good news for those two guys. And, uh, um, you know, the, some would tell you maybe the Yankees moved on from some of the guys that they moved on given the progress of Hampton. And Hampton's always going to have a little bit of a asterisk by his Texas Tech career because he was, you know, most of these guys are three years in and they're, they're draft eligible. He was two years in and they had the lockout and, you know, Fiddle around with the draft eligibility rules, and they moved the calendar date back just enough to capture his birthday. And so Chase Hampton is another guy. You look at 2022, and you go, "Man, why didn't that? Why didn't that end up being all it could be?" Am I right about that year? Yeah, I think that's right. Or 23? No, it would have been 23. What? And 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 well, and when they set it up a year or two ahead of time, Chase Hampton was going to be the linchpin of the pitching staff last year. Draft rules get changed by a couple of weeks. He gets he's draft eligible, six round pick of the Yankees, and he's tearing it up. You know, and it's <laughs> like, man, that was that was uh, good for him. And and you know, Tim and those guys are always going to celebrate their success. And you know, those guys chasing their dreams. But the twenty twenty three Red Raiders were adversely affected by that guy, you know, by those rules getting changed and all of a sudden you're like, oh crap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's gone because he was really throwing the ball well at the end of twenty twenty two. Yeah. And that that was the tough part. It's like, oh man, we're getting our we're getting our preview of what this is going to look like next year. And he's going to be dominant at the front of the rotation and and then you know the rules change that he's drafted and gone.
2: And there's been animosity towards him nah, in the program. Well, since <laughs> another
3: another one that's going to be close again, not going to show up on on uh, prospect lists like this. But Clayton Beater is going to be another one that's going to go going to go have a shot at uh, you know either be pitching in AAA or have a chance to get to the big leagues. So there's 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 three or four guys that could make big league debuts this year, which would be awesome
2: and if i have this right street going back to 2019 of having a red raider make an mlb debut
3: every year yeah so Man, like trying it. to keep it alive well what that is is it's the downstream of it's the downstream of you know how well this program's been doing mm-hmm. you know once you get certainly away 14, but into that run of 16 17 18 19 three big 12 titles and Omaha appearances and stuff and what they're spinning out that you start to look down, you know, four years later and you're like, whoa, man, there's a bunch of dudes knocking on the door. Hope they all get there, live their dream, man. Cool stuff.
2: I have a uh, a baseball question for you on the other side that I'm I'm curious about. We'll get to that in uh, plenty of other conversations on the other side. You can also hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We'll get some of those thoughts and comments as well.
1: It's Tech Talk here on Double T ninety seven three. It's every Red Raiders' favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: You can hear the uh, current version of the Celtics tonight on 100.7 The Score as they host the Lakers. That's a 6 o'clock start time over there. Uh, If, for whatever reason, the current version... Of the uh, Lakers or the Celtics, you uh, had an opportunity to be in the same vicinity and you missed out like that. Would you feel the same level of emotion, being distraught that you could have seen this version of the Celtics?
3: Oh no, no, gosh, <laughs> wouldn't no. haunt you as much. No, I mean it, that would have been cool, but yeah, the I don't know why the, they'd be the, out here, but I don't know. But by the nineteen eighty eight, when when that happened, when that dropped, was referenced, um, um, you know, the Celtics had already. I mean, Bird had been in the him and Magic had been in the NBA for just about ten years, mm-hmm. right at it nine years, and had just and had already, you know, between the two of them had probably won maybe what four or five titles at that point, and so and we're at the top of the game, and the rivalry represented all that. I mean, and so it was it was full blast on that deal as opposed to, you know, a bunch of teams that were past their deal. And then the Celtics were nearing their end. The Lakers weren't far behind, but the, or we didn't realize it at the time, but that thing was about to take off. You know, no, it it was running hot at that point in 1988. Um, and so, is yeah, there I,
2: a current athlete or team at all right now from any sport that you'd feel that way? They were like, "Hey, they were just there on the corner," and you were like, "Ah, oh, man, I was getting ice cream. Why did I get ice cream?"
3: Um, right now, um, what I'm thinking about that, um, because you're talking about a team that that you think is, uh, you're just ahead of the game, like about to go on a heater. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a big question, dude. Um,
2: I mean, I know my answer, I'm also a fan of the
3: well, <laughs> organization. No, they're I get it, but Super to Bowl. me, they're in their heater, <laughs> right? You're sure. the Jay, um, Jayhawks, the Chiefs are in their heater. <laughs> I mean, hey, the, they're playing on they're in, playing uh-huh, their stadium I'll next year, right. that's where you're confused. That's, right. that's yeah. right. Yeah, so the, Jay, the Jayhawks are in their run. I mean, I, god dang it, <laughs> I'll get it right. The the Chiefs are in their. You've run. been
2: hanging out with me too much, right? you I mean, been, what? Spent too much time together. Two
3: rings already. Yeah. Three Super Bowl appearances, about to be the fourth, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's hard to. It's hard for me to. Now, if they do this, off and on for ten more years, then we can, you mm-hmm. know, th- that's a, that's a bigger conversation. And I guess, be, you it, know, and
2: you don't even have to have like the ring or championship, but just like that level think, of, of admiration mm-hmm. from a fandom. Like, I think that, the, that's more of.
3: I mean the Chiefs are are a good comp for what I was seeing in 1988 when when we talk about that Celtics team because mm-hmm. you like you have the established star in Mahomes you have you know rings and the head coach and all that stuff and yeah. so uh you know and, and a supporting cast of dudes that you know maybe in, in canton with him someday um which is what the Celtics were in 88 but yeah I I heard Hacks actually uh Hacks this morning and I was I was in the car for a minute, which I'm usually not, and so I was able to listen to a little twenty minute stretch and I heard him ask the question, who is uh I think he I think he asked it this way, who is the athlete you admire the most? And or who was uh, I don't know if it was an is or a was or whatever, but maybe but I th- admire, it's kind of like our basketball question yesterday, who's your favorite Texas Tech basketball player ever? Mm-hmm. Uh, the best, who's your favorite? Yeah. A lot of people right. talked about Bonowitz and some of those guys. Nobody's putting them on an all-time team, but that's their favorite. Mm-hmm. Well, when Hacks asked that question, I thought, what an interesting question to really dive into and think about who is the most admired athlete you know, to you, whether it was you know current or past – Because admired to me isn't, man, that dude, Mm. you know, won seven heavyweight titles or that dude hit, you know, had 47 touchdowns or that dude was the Heisman Trophy winner, you know, could shoot the three or whatever. But admired to me means, no, took care of all of the things on the court, field, diamond, ice, whatever. And did you know to me like the admired thing would be like all right and then now what was he or she off the field you know what i mean like what kind of a human being were they like so so that this it becomes this total picture kind of
2: and in today's uh i mean today's world sports Mm -hmm. boy as active and this isn't a complaint by the way right sure me just noting this like we are we we know so many more opinions mm-hmm. and personal things about these athletes that can totally can totally change sure. our and like oh well you know, like it, it, as as something as 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 large as maybe political
3: alignment to
2: something mm-hmm. as teeny tiny like oh you like Florida Georgia line uh, uh,
3: okay <laughs> yeah I was thinking about it and again like, I've, seriously I've, sure I've I had a couple hours to think about it and uh you know just just because I was that's a, that's an interesting question you know, like interesting being the operative word and again I think admire is the operative word here but I mean, you know just looking back on it in my lifetime I admired Tony Gwynn and I admired Kyle Ripken and either of those two guys were my favorite player or favorite team or any of that stuff but it seemed you know the that admiration from Ripken just like the dude showed up every day for t- 2000 games <laughs> like yeah you know, how many days did he feel like crap and I, and just kept kept grinding and it was just, you know, that that's that's an admiration thing there, the perseverance there and then and Tony Gwynn always seemed like a nice guy and you know, highly successful and all that, but just a good dude. And um
2: That's kinda so uh actually on uh, on the bottom line earlier, I, I think a a answer for another question. Mm-hmm is a gr- is a good answer for me for this. Um and I, I would I would think, you know, probably a lot of people feel the same way. But you know, the question was who could you go back and watch that isn't playing anymore? Mm-hmm. Um if you could go in and Jamie threw out Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. Good. And one. and I think the admiration part, like he was one that fits that for me. Tony Gonzalez, personal one. <laughs> yeah. Huge one. one. But sure. uh I mean, yeah, I have the local connection, but that's also a dude who uh played along some really good teams mm-hmm. but also suffered along some really bad teams and you know in in and the
3: uh kept doing his thing yeah, yeah and just sure. and,
2: and stuck with the organization yep. which uh you know I, I think grows more and more important to me um just because that is more and more of a rarity i, mm-hmm. I mean uh throughout sports throughout the co- collegiate level throughout the professional level um there's just so much movement that that feels strange i had another one uh, a current one and i know he's on the bucks now but you know i saw this last night with damian lillard i know not everyone cares about the nba as much but you know he's with the bucks now but he gave everything to portland and they gave him a great return last night and, and like that sort of stuff i think is special but then you also have the off court stuff and going back like to the gonzales he was always active in, the, in sure. that area active deal. in that community sure uh so yeah that's a, I, I think ken griffey jr is a uh, for a retired i guess gonzalez is retired too but that's one for me i like the ripkin answer though
3: yeah that's a great one yeah the uh the uh back in time here mm-hmm. in six seven minutes we'll talk about uh a uh a return as one of the flashbacks yeah oh, okay a uh a return that we'll all remember uh yeah, this, I, th- I thought it was a good question. I don't know if Hacks keeps a stash of those questions around or whatever. That was a good one. It was kind of a good thought exercise. And uh, could probably sit around and come up with one.
2: I could use some more thought exercises. Yeah, I gonna need to I uh, get the uh, brain muscle
3: in shape. Hey, uh, one uh, your, day, your boy, our boy Pat, uh, without the shirt on. How about that, dude? How about the bod <laughs> Dad, on him? Dad, Dad bod hero. Man.
2: Yes, I, I thought it was hilarious, some of the responses. Yeah. I mean, his response to it. Right of like why did you have to do me like oh, that man. Like, why, why why that <laughs> yeah. picture but then like even some of the other responses were just hilarious to me like after i saw this picture it blows my mind even more that he's running away from your defensive lineman. <laughs> yes. like somebody bring this dude down exactly
3: <laughs> it's so funny yeah yeah, I, yeah that was awesome yeah because that <laughs> looked like a total dad bod too, man. Brady's probably calling him, telling him to quit eating avocados or strawberries. I, that was or whatever. when
2: I, was, I saw the side by side picture. Like these are the two greatest quarterbacks of the past yeah. two generations. Like these guys. Right. <laughs> uh it is uh tech talk here on double T ninety seven three, double T973.com. We'll take a trip back in time when we return.
1: Podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Charlie Murphy! This makes me think of the Dave Chappelle sketch. And that's time uh, here with James.
3: And that's. uh, that's one of that's the other birthday (laughs) or or the other born on this date how's that okay yeah 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 when was he born uh that i don't know i'll look who cares let's see (laughs) here's what i'll tell you he was born on february 1st (laughs) i didn't mean to (laughs) he was born on february 1st 1948 would have been 76.
2: gus i'm sorry if i offended you when i asked The year that Rick James was born. I apologize. I'll I'll learn from my mistakes, and I'll be better. It is uh, (laughs) Tech Talk. We're all super freaks here. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman. We're live from the first United Bank studio. Two more hours with us. We'll take you all the way up to Red Raider Basketball with Grant McCaslin. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline, 806-771-0973, or... You can hit us up on the Eighth Flooring Center chat line. Take us anywhere with the mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox Thirty Four News now and on YouTube. Let's catch up a little bit on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Uh we got this Gus uh most admired EJ Hollow. Oh um, I like it. Great great red raider, uh, and a humble great man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh we got a Brian Klein
3: today. Yeah, that. that's a good one. I like uh, that.
2: Uh, this,
3: I I think I can tell this. Um, was on the team bus with the <laughs> baseball like the team. Of, I think I know. I, I'd, I I'd, I'd make go sure I think about it. it. I go for oh, it. Do I don't it. want to embarrass anybody. I don't think I would be. And and some of the guys, tech baseball team bus, they would won, and they were they were singing a song, kind of, and it had some dirty lyrics or whatever. You know, <laughs> they weren't going crazy. Just just on the bus just with the team you Mm -hmm. know whatever (laughs) and they're singing, you know and they're whatever whatever they're singing back there and and i remember tim like turning kind of saying to, i don't know i was a couple seats behind him whoever he was talking to maybe to ray hayward whatever he's like man brian klein's up to sit right back there in the middle all that you know because (laughs) because here's klein you know he's Nice kid, well-behaved and all that. You know, his faith's very important to me. And he sit back there in the middle of whatever that dirty song was that the whole team was singing. I, just remember, I thought, you know what? That's kind of a show of respect, right? That Coach Talon going, man. He could have picked anybody. (laughs) You know, he'd probably turn around and also go, I'm not surprised that him, 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 and him are right in the middle of that singing it your loud. Of course,
2: that makes totally (laughs) sense, guys. They're the leaders
3: of the choir, but he's like, man, Brian (laughs) Clyde, I'm going to sit right in the middle of all that. (laughs) (laughs) And Clyde was, you know, he was, that's why those guys loved him and he was a great teammate and a great example to them, you know, that he was, you know, that he he was who he was and, and, uh, you know and and it's one of those deals that as time goes along they'll respect the way he was around them as you know it's Mm -hmm. like everybody yeah yeah cool stuff
2: uh we got this question gus from front row heckler uh what happened to the college baseball hall of fame
3: oh well there's no real there's no real story there in 2017 we announced it was all over the media in 2017 um that's why I was a little bit surprised by the reaction last week here locally to this. I don't think I was Chris Beard surprised that they're booing me level surprised, but uh, the uh, you yeah, didn't give me boots in 2017. We made it pretty clear that we were no longer seeking Lubbock as the home for the uh-huh. Hall of Fame for whatever a million reasons, whatever. Again, 2017, like April of 2017, and uh, yeah, and so and we'd been looking really. Ever since, and it, it, you know, had, had hosted our event in Baton Rouge in 2019 and then COVID for two years of virtual stuff, and then 2022 in Omaha and Overland Park got involved late in 2022 and just they immediately engaged. Kansas mm-hmm. Lieutenant Governor got involved, the mayor business leaders you know the the well that's a state
2: that's always looking to add cool things some have said it's the most hip and happening state in america i'm I'm glad you ran with
3: that and i'll give you that the (laughs) overland parks of i don't know i would call it an upscale suburb of kansas city was that safe for you yeah Yeah. Yeah. and then uh and there's a specific area out there called prairie fire that's really new and really you know for those who may be familiar with austin maybe akin to like the domain uh, maybe not as big and established as the domain, but it's along those lines. You know, restaurants, bars, theaters, stuff, and part of the facility. Things. Yeah, absolutely, and a lot of new things and cool stuff. Little League Fields, you know, less than a mile away, and a bunch yeah. of restaurants and shopping and upscale stuff, whatever. And uh, and one of the things that they were, uh, yeah, so that they were, they were just very organized about it. And one of the things they've got is an established museum with – I don't know, 8,000 square feet of, of an empty room right now. They use it for sort of events and different thing, banquets and stuff, but it's browsing for us tag. All the college baseball hall of fame has to do is go put up exhibits. Now that's a couple million dollars, a few million dollars worth of stuff, but you're not building a building and, putting in plumbing. You're literally and all that not stuff. starting from the ground up. No, with that. L- the only thing they'll have to do to the building is they're going to create, they're going to knock a hole in the wall and create a, a kind of a foyer entrance type thing, um, to the outside. But it's, it's, you know, again, you know, hopefully it's a three, $4 million raise and not, not crazy. Like you're trying to build lots of stuff. And so, um, but yeah, that, that's the story. And so that was our good news last week. And, uh, and I'm emeritus. That was the other news. I mean, you can go look at collegebaseballhall.org and read through these releases. But back in September, my more or less retirement became official. So I am executive director emeritus, which which I, I would like to think means I'm here if needed. Mm-hmm. Probably a little more involvement in the Night of Champions script writing on page 14 the other night. Like, yeah, this isn't as emeritus as I want to be, but we're, we're all transitioning, right? So. <laughs> Hope they're all paying attention because I'm not going to be typing a 14 page script next year. If you catch my drift, <laughs> pay attention to like this. A sh-
2: that's a warning. Pay all attention. Right? Yeah, Official I'm, warning.
3: I'm here. If, I'm here to answer questions next year. Maybe I need to be more explicit. I'm here to answer questions next year. Not here to type 14 pages of script. But our our own Chris Sneed and Aaron Hill, who's a professor of business at the University of Florida, they're heading up this year's United Champions and handling it. Beautifully, so you're your former co-host. Yeah, yeah. yeah, You've you've sat with two, right? <laughs> two just legends of the game here. Yeah, That's well, it's a, a great wink, collegiate wink, hitter. Sarcasm, sarcasm. As a yeah. great collegiate hitter myself, uh, just, I would just,
2: just assume just, I would you know get just, into those circles. Right? Just a matter of time, dude. Mm. Uh, Who's your
3: favorite Kansas City Royals baseball player of all time? Your personal? Player. Oh man, you can do a top three. You can rattle off a couple names.
2: It, it's it's hard not to go one who's still there now but about to not be with Salvador Perez. Yeah, good. I mean I love everything sure. um that he's done. Uh, Alex Gordon, yep. who you just very just those are the two yeah, that the leaders you. in the clubhouse. Nice. Um yeah. I mean I liked original run Grinky. I still like Green oh, Green, yeah. but original run Key. Green yeah. Green, he, he was the. I mean, and part of that, he was the diamond of those teams. Like he mm. was. But I I remember going to one of his losses. I've ne- I've never <laughs> gone to a Royals win. Legit- <laughs> I I have been to five or six games. I've yet to see them win. And one of them, my, I had very high hopes. Talk you had your guy on the man. we had like three weekends we looked it up it's like okay he should be starting on like this saturday night and he got rocked i mean he was obliterated was and like, he my was bad.
3: probably hilarious in the post-game interview oh regardless. yeah regardless
2: yeah it's tech talk on double t973
1: the podcast that finishes your work day in a very red raider way this is the tech talk podcast from double t973 presented by cantex roofing and construction
2: It is Tech Talk here at Double DoubleT97.3 double DoubleT97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass, uh, taking care of us, who I uh, basically have have uh, just misled uh, behind the scenes. Teased. Ben, we're going to do that uh, <laughs> in 15 minutes instead of here, what I just told you. Uh, I do have a... a baseball question for you Gus Ooh. here I'm just just curious to see where you lie and you can hit us up on the 8th Flooring center chat line and give us your answers as well now Red Raider baseball you are just around the corner uh you're going to get to see clearly some familiar faces that you're hoping have just as good of seasons as last year if not better some new faces transfers freshmen We'll figure out what the pitching rotation looks like and all the who's your Friday, Saturday, Sunday guy. All of these things were just itching to <laughs> learn um, and, and chomping at the bit to figure out what will be here in just a couple of weeks. But uh, on the other side, I'm, I'm just curious if you have any interest in this. Okay. So, you know, there's a and this isn't like supposed to be an ill will question or a you know, a, a don't let the door hit you on the way out question, but it, it, it might be that answer, but from, from Red Raider baseball who transferred last year and is still playing college baseball. So not like, you know, someone who left for a pro opportunity, but of the list of guys that have left, is there anybody that you are just really honed in on to see what they do with their new place and with the rest of their career?
3: Oh, um, honed in on, I guess is the,
2: maybe too strong operative. a word, but
3: I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, of course are going to get to play against two of them. Now I don't know if he'll pitch against this, but Molina and Hudson White at, at, um, Arkansas two guys that handled their transfer immensely different ways, by sure. the way, <laughs> um, um, the, uh, Yeah, the other one that that I'm curious about is uh, Dylan Carter playing at the University of Georgia now. Uh, And and D.C. had played out his four years here. I think it it finished his degree. I think that's right. And so, uh, you know, so it was – I believe that was a grad transfer situation. I think that's right. And, uh, you know, again, handshakes all around and and all that. But, you know, D.C. had – T- the two two years prior to last year had struggled offensively, but he, you know, really an elite defender in center field, and uh, and then last year got it going, and at one point was tied with Gavin Cash for the team lead in home runs going into the final weekend of non-conference play. So not just you know after three games against Podunk State, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, dove for a ball I think against Iowa and uh on the in the Sunday game here um a game that Iowa won and uh or the one game that they won in that series and um you know and and was was hurt again and uh you know battled shoulder injuries and all that and so um and and he he had been a guy who had played through some pain the two years prior in a way that he was really diminished and so in a sense maybe a little you know a baseball version of the Tyler Shuck thing in terms of just <laughs> The injuries and all that and, hey we've gone as far as we want to go because we got this other guy Gage Harrelson you know versus Baron Morton but mm-hmm. that it's kind of similar to that I think DC left in good terms and and I was pleasantly surprised for him and happy for him when Georgia came the interesting note about Georgia their new head coach there was the pitching coach last year for LSU mm-hmm the year before that was the pitching coach for the Minnesota Twins, and I don't mean buried in the minor leagues, but he was the one who left the Major League Minnesota Twins to take the parallel position, not head coach at LSU, but went from Major League Baseball pitching coach to Division One baseball pitching coach, probably got paid more, definitely had more family time, and then did that for, I don't even he was in Baton Rouge a year, and then took the Georgia job. Mm-hmm. And so he he hit the portal pretty hard. Took Baylor shortstop. I don't say took him, but when when Baylor shortstop hit plucked the portal, plucked him away. Yeah, I mean it was you know, and that was a dude that that wore us out here. Good good player, really good freshman. So you know Baylor dealing with that, but DC getting that opportunity, you know, he'll be he'll be an interesting guy to follow just to see how he goes because if if it's the good version of his offense. You know what does that look like as a fifth year senior, and if it was if he struggles offensively, will he be on the field for him? You know how, how will Georgia see him as an elite defender? That'd be interesting to see all that play out.
2: It's funny you go back to the start of his season and how well you know he was doing at the plate. And to me, it's not the exact same situation, but was starting to give off like Parker Kelly story vibes. Yeah, yes. Whereas a guy that had been here forever and all of a sudden there towards his last year just turned it on and was such a huge part uh, of your success. And obviously it doesn't play out that way for him because he doesn't get to play um, the entire season and get all the games in. Um, but I, I thought I thought last year that's how we were going to view Dylan Carter's season when it was all said and done. Um, it just, and I, I would think like the answer to that question, he, he might be the leader in the clubhouse for everyone or for a, a lot of Red Raider fans if there is any interest to like oh hey what's this former you know Red Raider doing over at his new place just because it felt like uh you know to to build into the mm-hmm. hey you know the it could be an animosity answer that wasn't an animosity answer that was like everybody understood uh no one to or at least to me it didn't seem like anyone um on either side from I, you know, from from both schools, from coaching staff to just you know Dylan Carter to Texas Tech, and then from fans of Dylan Carter, it didn't seem like anybody was just you know that don't let the door hit you on the way out yeah. sort of feel like uh, I'm I'm going to root against you forever. Why well, you don't understand why you've done this to us? Right, yeah. everyone kind of understood the situation. Right? Sure, um, and part of that I think you know you're you're excited about Harrelson and Harrelson nah. was taking oh, yeah. the reins. Yep, no so, doubt.
3: Yep, that that's good good way to describe it, and uh, yeah, and, and like I said, he in he, D.C. left in a in a way that you know good good dude around here and, and the kind of guy you root for, and it, yeah. you know not going across you know across state or cr- across conference to your rival, so you don't have to do that weird sort of emotional deal like. Hey, Donovan Smith, man, really appreciate. Oh wow, we're playing against him. <laughs> you know, like yeah, the,
2: the, the I uh, want I want your individual success, but I hope your program it burns easy. and right. dies. Yeah, I sure. I hope your your program goes over this year. Yeah, and
3: Brendan Gurton went from here to OU. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he struggled, you know, and fought some injuries and stuff. And so he was an Oklahoma kid, so he'll you know so you got probably will face him or we will face uh, hit uh, Jamie hit who was who left two years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. But, you know, that happens all the time. You can think of a, a bunch of the dudes that we've gotten that had success for us against their former team, and you you try to win more than you lose, I guess. What
2: about – so, and I only say this because I have seen his name be asked about four or five times uh, with Jarrett Curtis. Yeah. And he took – terrible school that he went to. Couldn't believe you would <laughs> go there, but that's besides the point.
3: Seemed kind of oddly specific and personal.
2: Oh, what? No, never. He's a Missouri I, Tiger. Yeah, and
3: I think I think he'll uh, he'll have to be, uh, you know, Jerick will have to find his offense. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, because he he was he came in here last year, sort not really. I would say Harold, as a Harold part of that class, but he and Harrelson both, you know, burners and outfielders and all that, and you know, Jerick and. You know, you can look at it and go, well, you got 16 at-bats. Well, they have a million at-bats and fall ball and a million at-bats mm-hmm. right now this time of year leading into the season. Just never got it going offensively. Got a couple starts. And, and so his bat isn't as advanced as Harrelson's. But, you know, another guy that has an opportunity to be an elite defender, but what does his offense look like in the lineup every day? And mm-hmm. And maybe we'll find out or maybe he'll be used in a similar role to the way he was here, you know at this point in his career and I, and I'll really be curious about that because there might be some you know there there might be you know some wisdom for him if it doesn't work out in Missouri if he moves on somewhere else like hey go somewhere where you can get in the lineup and play and develop on the field as a player like a you know a, a group of five type school or something but mm. you know we'll see I, I hope it goes well for him because I, I think he was another good kid and I'm sure it wasn't easy coming here yeah you know after having been close to a draft guy the year before.
2: Well, if he does leave Missouri, no one would blame him. Uh, I get it. You're getting personal again. (laughs) No, never, never, (laughs) Gus. It's Tech Talk here in Double T 97.3. When we come back, we're going to find out what's going on. Keep it right here in Double T 97.3.
1: It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction.
2: Welcome back to Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Thanks for joining us on a Thursday edition. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Ben Porman behind the glass. I'll remind you that after we're done, uh, it is the final Red Raider basketball with Grant McCaslin this year, so make sure to tune into that. Uh, or if you're going to Rudy's, you know, you can get yourself some barbecue and throw up a question to Coach McCaslin. What? Yeah. Uh, if you are a just hankering for some NBA action, we'll have that on 100.7 The Score. Live sports are always good. 6 o'clock over on The Score. It's the Lakers at the Celtics storied rivals from opposite conferences.
3: Yeah, big deal, boy. 35 years ago, that was a monster. That was as big as it got in the game. Those two, when they hooked up.
2: You know, and it... It... it, it, it Kick back up there, Kobe Bryant. Of course, having a bunch mm-hmm. of success like that yep. run with him, and then uh, when Paul Pierce finally got Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen, and they were meeting them, and it it amped back up just a little bit. But it's hard for me. May- maybe someone who's a more diehard NBA fan would feel differently. I just feel like there's no, there isn't a good rivalry in the NBA now because everybody's friends. Yeah, like, it's that's just what, it's just what it is. Every, everybody, you never that's know. You know, you know who's going to be a free agent next year and who's going to be on your team, and I just feel like that's
3: yeah that that's a really um, it's it's a really interesting take because uh, and and maybe that changed with the you know sort of orchestrating everyone to Miami you know what in twenty ten mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. not not you know and it's not the players four,
2: not five it's not the,
3: it's the players right don't get me wrong <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. The, that they do that sure. but it takes some of the the villain the you know and and uh you know championships are special no matter what but it's like that's not the same thing as building you know orchestrating it all hey let's all go play here and and just what you're saying like the the bird you know uh like like the, well, I was going to say there was some bird hate there, but you get to the Pistons, you know, Mm -hmm. shortly after, you know, that people hated those teams. And so you had a straight up villain, man. And they embraced that thing. Rodman was in the middle. Lambeer was, you know, Lambeer, you can get mad at watching Lambeer clips now, you know, like, dude, that was 35 years ago. I don't care that. Look at that cheap shot. He just threw a clothesline
2: from hell. Right. Yeah.
3: And, uh, you know, and 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 so there was a true villain then, and like you said, now I I know those dudes compete and get after it, not not accuse them of that, but you just don't get that hate, man.
2: I I think individually, there's still clearly players that people don't like, but it's uh, it's 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 just from team to team. There's just not, and I don't, I don't even think from fan base to fan base. There's just that. Oh, any time you see those two lock horns, tune in, which is. Also, part of the reason why I think uh, entertainment-wise, the NBA has, I guess, been less and less, uh, certainly in this area, uh, of, a, of a draw. And I, I, it's not the only reason by any means. It's probably not even the leading reason, but I do think it is a reason. All right. Let's find out what's going on. I have enjoyed this trend on Twitter, Gus. Okay. There was a couple of things that have happened over the past couple of days. Actually, we talked about... One of them was Patrick Mahomes going around with the uh, dad bod picture. One, uh, Elmo's Twitter account asked how everyone was doing. And some of the responses were hilarious, a little dark, (laughs) a little sad. Uh, One of them, the, the, the tweet a couple of days ago was simply, who got that one Jeopardy clip? And there have been just... Mm-hmm. hilarious clips on hilarious clips on hilarious clips i am one that i wouldn't say i'm a diehard jeopardy fan uh but certainly enjoy it i would do horrible on it you would do fantastic um if it were if it were you me and ben who showed up on an episode ben would be in second and you would kill me and i'd probably be uh be in zero uh, i'd be in last place with zero um oh. but- whoa <laughs> hey yo a couple of my personal favorite clips have popped up, and it's perfect because they mix over into the sporting world and see if you inter- enjoy these as much as I do. We'll start with uh, one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar who wound up on an episode.
3: Let's
0: do the five for 200.
2: The five movie ratings in the United States are NC-17,
0: R, PG, PG-13, and this one. Kareem. What is X? No. No. <laughs> Went in the wrong direction. <laughs> we were looking for a G rating, not an X rating. Remember, Kareem, this is a family show. Dana, pick again.
3: <laughs> Getting chastised. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that is uh
3: Trebek lecturing him.
2: Well yeah. trebek was uh was the uh, king of like trebek. little one liners. Speaking
3: of one liners, the That's next one all the kid. great spoofs of that. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh, those are some of the best skits ever.
2: This one is a, a little bit longer, um, but this is a clip that I think made every just general, just average sports fans uh, pull their hair out. Uh, football, 200.
0: Your choice, do or don't name this play in which the quarterback runs the ball and can choose to pitch it to another back. It's An option play, Ryan? <laughs> Uh, football, 400. I can tell you guys are big football fans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Landry perfected the shotgun formation with this team. Oh my <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. Uh, do you think we should go to commercial? Ryan, Take it on to 600. Okay, by signaling for one of these, a returner can reel in a kick without fear of getting tackled. <laughs> Fair catch. Two clues left, Ryan.
3: 800.
0: (laughs) These penalties are simultaneous violations by the offense and defense that cancel each other out. And they are called offsetting penalties. Let's look at the uh, $1,000 clue, just for the fun of it. (laughs) (laughs) As Minneapolis's US Bank Stadium prepares to host Super Bowl 52, I'm looking at the Ring of Honor with names from this defensive line. Who took the Vikings to four Super Bowls? Oh, I know, I know. If you guys <laughs> ring in and get this one, I will die. <laughs> who are the purple people eaters? We're going to take a break. I have to.
2: Ah,
3: classic. <laughs> I've never heard that clip before. That's hilarious. That's awesome. You guys are big I football mean, fans. Cricket. I mean, so. <laughs> and then the next topic over is probably Shakespeare, and they're just acing it.
2: In the video, this is uh, like, ah yeah, yes,
3: sweet Mercutio.
2: Yeah, you you can tell how uncomfortable all three were oh with my this one, God. because in the video, none of these are touched yet. It is the only thing that is left <laughs> all on the board. Hilarious. Is every single thing under football yeah. terminology.
3: <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I like you it. Uh, yeah, I hope I hope you enjoy. Like it. that. It. that, Heck that uh, yeah. Never. I've never heard either of those clips. That's funny. That gave me a check. If you guys That's get this one, K- I will die. Kareem going to the wrong end. <laughs> X. Oh, no.
2: You went to the way wrong side, there, Kareem.
3: We're looking for G. I can't hear. I can't hear Trebek without thinking of the <laughs> SNL skits where Daryl Ham, Will Ferrell was always <laughs> Trebek and Daryl Hammond was always uh. uh the scottish actor um oh uh um how do i go blank sean on that? yeah sean connery, yeah. Hey, sean trebek. connery. uh <laughs> you guys calling out trebek
2: burt reynolds yes that was great
3: too oh man oh yeah <laughs> He's cracking on trebek's mom whatever whatever it was it was just what's brutal what, what's
2: funny is sometimes and i know that like, <laughs> they're leaning more on like the sean connery side and like the burt reynolds side but like you look into all of those snl guys who could do incredible impersonations? The Trebek wasn't really no, that good from no. Will Ferrell. It was just funny. And
3: and Tre- and Farrell played it so straight. You yeah. know, like he was always just he was over <laughs> those two, just running their nonsense and idiotic answers.
1: Yeah. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T973 podcasts at double T973.com.